3: This is The
4: Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. On a Thursday. Man, the week's almost over already. It is a Thursday. And here's what we have on tap for tonight. Yes, we'll address all this ugliness right off the bat in the beginning in a way that we do. Well, we do... We do things a little differently on the show, so yes, we'll address very, very briefly the shooting from last night. We don't do mass shooting radio here, but we'll talk about that in the commie response to it. We're going to talk about priority numero uno, which for people who don't speak Spanish, like Chris, that means priority number one here on the Jesse Buenos Kelly show. Started. We're going to talk a little bit more about the new speaker, why the GOP is so suicidal. Hamas, Hezbollah here on our soil. And we have a critical update on the McDonald's McFlurry. All that, emails, and so much more, including Intersex Awareness Day. All that and so much more is coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. Now, I want to address something right off the bat. And longtime listeners of the show will understand what I'm about to say. Um, This is something you may like, this is something you may hate. But this is something that is not going to change under any circumstances. It wouldn't matter if every single one of you wanted it. It wouldn't matter even if the suits wanted it. What I'm about to say will never change on this show, ever, under any circumstances. We do not do mass shooting radio. We do not do it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to explain why. But I have no doubt. I I know what you've heard all day. I know what you've seen all day, read all day. This many dead? How many? Let's get an update. What what's going on here? Uh, well, oh no, they're grabbing for they can't grab for guns. I've my Second Amendment. We're not. I don't do that. We don't do that here on the Jesse Kelly Show. We never have, and we never will. And this is why we don't do mass shooting radio. Because, yes, our fights are critically important. The fight you make every day, the fight I make every day, the political, cultural fights we make, they are important. They are. But right now, in the wake of a shooting, there are still human beings suffering. And when we make it all about politics... We for, not only do we forget about those people, we treat them like they're just names or faces on the news, but we make it so it's impossible for this country to ever come together in any meaningful way. And I'm going to explain both those points here in a moment. First, I have people I love. You have people you love. I could not imagine a knock at the door. I answer it. And there's a cop standing there telling me, your wife's never coming home again. Your son is gone. And that that's something that people are going through right now. Right now. That's what people are going through as we speak. People are going through that. Now, in that moment, and I have seen enough suffering and death in my lifetime, in that moment, do you know what people need? Not just the people suffering, but everybody in a community. You know what they need, what they really need. Everybody comes together for support and prayer. That's what people need. And look, this doesn't have to be a shooting. Your your uh, your buddy's dog dies. He, he doesn't need a lecture about how you should have taken better care of him. He doesn't need... Anything but you to just be there, man. Hey, buddy, I'm going to say a prayer for you. Hey, can I bring can I bring you and your family dinner? I know you're probably hurting tonight. And he's sitting there. He's probably crying. Hey, you, I'll sit with you for a while. Let's just be together. Let's mourn together. That not only helps the people who are going through tragedy, that helps the community at large. That's why when you have a community that does that, they will almost always emerge stronger on the back end of a tragedy than they were beforehand because tragedies happen and horrible things happen in this life. And when they do happen, we should come together and pray with each other and hold each other and be there for each other. And that that has now been denied the American people By the vile communists in this country, it actually is a huge reason, not a small reason, this is not a little thing, it is a huge reason why now we're only in a war and there will be no healing of divisions. There will be a winner of this cultural war and a loser, and that's the bottom line. Divisions cannot be healed. Why? Well, look, this began with Barack Obama. Uh, I don't have another way to put it. Before that, there were obviously mass shootings in America under Republicans and Democrats. There were mass shootings in America. And yes, on occasion it happened. But you never, ever heard the leader of a nation after something terrible politic in the immediate wake of it. You never, ever heard that. It was not something that ever happened in this country. Why? Because leaders of a nation understand they have a critical role in that moment to facilitate the coming together. Not Republican versus Democrat. Not steal your guns. Not that all of us as Americans come together. Let's pray. Let's give blood if blood needs to be given. Let's rally. Let's support. Does someone need money? That's the role of a leader. That's what the role of a leader has always been understood to be in this country. But when you deny people, whether it's a a family or a town or a state or a country, when you deny people the ability to come together, what you do is you divide them permanently. And this is the best way I can explain this. This The best way I can explain this. Uh, again, let's let's make this about your dog. I know that's very, very sad, but I don't want to make it about people on a day like today. Your dog dies. We just talked about it. Your dog dies. Your dog's gone. I can, A, do what I should do. I can show up at your home. I can sit with you. I can pray with you. Hey, I brought some pizzas over. You guys don't have to worry about dinner. Hey, man, do you need help? I know a kennel. We can get you a new dog. The kids might need a puppy. I can come together with you. And let me let me ask you something. If that happened, if I came together with you in tragedy and supported you a year later, two years later, would you be closer with me than you were before? Of course you would. We would be tighter. How Whatever our relationship was beforehand, we would be tighter, you and me, because in your moment of tragedy, we came together. But what if I did the opposite? What if your dog died? And instead of sitting down with you, instead, I drove up to your home, kicked in the front door. Hey, are these the dog killers? People couldn't even keep the dog alive. Hey, maybe if you'd taken better care of him, your dog would still be here. Guess this is on you. Your fault. how close would we be after that? You would hate me for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. You and me, we would be permanently divided, and there would probably be nothing that could heal it. A community, a nation coming together in the wake of tragedy strengthens the nation. But if you have evil demons who instead view tragedy as opportunity, what it does is it fractures the nation irreparably. Things like this, they're not a small part of why this country is already breaking up. This is, in my opinion, one of the main catalysts for the division of the United States of America. Gun
2: violence has terrorized and traumatized so many of our communities
4: in this country.
2: And let us be clear, it does not have to be this way as our friends in Australia have demonstrated.
4: People are dead. People lost daughters, sons, husbands, wives, sisters, brothers. People are dead. And instead of the leaders of this nation, look, it's way more than just Dome. It's all of them. Media, all of them. Look, it's basketball coaches. I'll get to that in a minute. Instead of them coming and sitting down with us because the dog's gone and we're hurting. Instead, it's this every single time. Kicking in the front door, screaming in your face why it's your fault. And that is why we don't do mass shooting radio. It is, in my opinion, the most despicable thing these people do. I hate them for it. And I always will. So, there. There's that. We will get to the uh, basketball coach thing really briefly when we get back and and then we're going to move on to other things because there are many, many other things we need to discuss. Now, let's discuss something. Let's discuss something that is as personal as it gets. Our own health. Our own personal health. If you're a dude listening to the sound of my voice or a woman listening to the sound of my voice, When's the last time you went and checked out your levels, your blood levels? When's the last time you did that? That's a simple test. Very inexpensive. Testosterone levels are in free fall. Women's hormone levels are all screwed up too. It's not your fault. All the crap they put in the food and the water and stuff like that in this country. Well, we can't starve to death. We have to fight back against that. That's why I tell you about chalk every single night. And I always will. The wonderful anti-communists at Chalk have natural herbal supplements for whatever you're looking for. Not more pills, not more big pharma garbage, natural solutions. Choq.com Promo code JESSE gets you 35% off subscriptions for the life of the subscription. Chalk.com. Promo code JESSE. Jesse Kelly returns next it is the jesse kelly show on a thursday night and i can't believe i forgot to say this in the opening what's more important than ask dr jesse friday tomorrow what chris everyone needs to get their questions emailed in right now jesse at jesse do you want to have three hours of fun tomorrow i want to have three hours of fun tomorrow so get your questions emailed in they don't have to be political either Ask me anything and we'll rock and roll. Yeah, I want to just put a bow on this whole picking at people when they're down thing. And I I do think this part of, well, it's even the basketball coaches now. And that's the thing about this poisonous, evil, demonic culture the communists have brought into the mainstream in this country. Again, this... This began with Obama picking at everyone right after every shooting. It's the guns, it's the the because Obama was really, really the first truly committed communist to take power, and Obama just looked at everything like an opportunity, as I've explained to you before. It's not an opportunity to pray or come together. It's an opportunity to gain more power and destroy your political opponents. Only now it's gone from the top, which they all do now. This is just your average Democrat. This is just what they do. No matter what, this is a basketball coach, Mike Brown, Sacramento Kings. Even the basketball coaches now, no morning, no nothing. Just hey, it's a gun. First thing I like to say is I, I, I don't. I'm not that smart. Huh, you don't say. But I know we as a country got to do something. I'm walking over here. And by the way, I just want to pause on that for a moment. There is no greater sign of somebody who's going to destroy your liberty than somebody who says those words we got to do something that is the that is the cry of the moron who's about to have his freedoms and my freedoms taken away we got to do something that is music to every tyrant's ears if you've ever thought that if you've ever said that you should be ashamed we got to do something. We got to do something is not a plan. If you leave it open-ended, I promise you the tyrant will come up with his own plan and you won't enjoy it. Anyway, go on, Mike. I can't wait to hear this scholar. Says, well, it was a mass shooting in Maine with
1: twenty, twenty-two dead at a grocery store at a freaking grocery store, man. That is, that is absolutely disgusting and it's sad, and it's
4: sad that we sit here and watch this happen time after time after time after time, and nobody does anything about it. It's a sad day. It's a sad day for our country. It's a sad day in this world, and until we decide to do something about it, the powers that be, this is going to keep happening, and our kids aren't going to be able to enjoy what the United States is about because we don't know how to fix a problem that's
1: right in front of us. Yeah.
4: Gun grab. Diversity hire. Corinne, diversity hire. Again, it's important you understand the people who run your country. The White House called an all-hands-on-deck meeting like they always do in the wake of the mass shooting, and there were no tears. There were no prayers. There was no sorrow in the room at all. There were frankly, probably silent cheers, if you will, because they knew it was an opportunity. I mean, we just had a new Speaker of the House yesterday, Mike Johnson, Corinne Diversity hire, finds out there's been a mass shooting. Well, for her, hey, opportunity, baby.
2: So I want to echo the president's sentiments on this tragedy, tragedy and the epidemic of gun violence in general. This is not normal. We cannot accept this. There have been literally hundreds of mass shootings in the last year alone, leaving empty seats at dinner tables across the country and leaving those who survive these heinous acts both physically and mentally scarred. And the president has been clear that executive action alone is just not enough. Again, it does not have to be this way. Here it's within go. Congress's power to pass ah. legislation that will make our streets safer, that will mm. make our ah. communities safer.
4: And she goes on to talk about Mike Johnson. I do want to hit one more thing here, though. You Remember when Dome, just a second ago, she talked about how we can be like Australia? So
2: here's one thing I'm going to share about myself. I'm kind of a geek. Oh, wait,
4: that's, a, that's the wrong one. Remember when Dome talked about uh, uh, Australia? Here it is. So-
2: Gun violence has terrorized and traumatized so many of our communities in this country and let us be clear it does not have to be this way as our friends in australia have demonstrated
4: hmm. she dreams of an america that's like australia let's check in and see what it's like in australia This is from February, 2022. Police officers blocked my driveway. I walked out and I said, what's going on? Are you guys testing me for COVID? What's happening? They said, no, you're getting taken away and you have no choice. You're going to Howard Springs. You either come with us now or you can have a choice to get a COVID cab. So, of course, I chose the COVID cab because I said, well, if we're to take you, we're going to hand you a $5,000 fine. So, I just said, look, I don't consent to this. I don't. The American communist dreams of the days where law enforcement can show up to your home and take you to a concentration camp. And those are the dreams they have for you. Yeah, I've heard quite enough. All right, we're moving on to other things. A big thing. The big thing nobody's talking about. $600 billion in new debt in one month. September. Please tell me you've gotten a hold of Oxford Gold Group yet. We're going to talk about this in detail next. But please tell me you have already been proactive to make sure you have gold coins or silver coins in your physical possession. Not that someone's holding for you somewhere in your physical possession. Oxford Gold will handle that for you. They'll get it to your front door. Get that done. Make sure it's in your retirement as well. Do you realize... The debt, we were mortified by the fact we added a trillion dollars to it in three months. Now it's $600 a month. Do you know how fast this is happening right now? Go to jessikellygold.com and take some steps to protect yourself. Can you save yourself from everything? No, nobody can. But my goodness, can you save yourself a whole lot of heartache? Go to jessikellygold.com. That's your one stop shop for all this stuff. JesseKellyGold.com. We'll be back.
1: Jesse Kelly returns. Yeah.
4: Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Before we get to the dead, I had uh, uh, had another little awkward moment today in the elevator. What is it with me in elevators? And I don't think I did anything wrong. I'm pretty sure I didn't do anything wrong. What, Michael? Why am I still using the elevator? Okay, first of all, that wasn't necessary, Michael. I normally do take the stairs for your information. Today, I had just had... S- I had, I had to take my midlife crisis car in to get the oil changed and, and they had some donuts in, in there and I had eaten some and I didn't feel like taking the stairs Michael okay I'm sorry I'm not going to be judged cuz I took an elevator I'm allowed to take elevators that's 1 2 I'm waiting on the bottom floor right and elevator shows up I've pressed the button the door opens Everyone knows you don't charge the door when you're waiting to get on. You step back and stay back until everyone gets off, and then you get on the elevator, right? So today, the elevator comes down, and Boo! that's the sound the elevator makes. Boo! What, Chris? The elevator door is open, and there's two dudes in there. They're both in uh, scrubs. I don't know whether they're doctors or nurses, you know, but there's two dudes in there, and they're in a conversation. They're talking back and forth. And the doors open and they just keep talking. They're not getting off. And I give them what I thought was plenty of time to get off. And then I'm not missing the elevator back up. So, okay, it looks like you're riding with me. And I step on and I have to step in front of them to get to the buttons. And I press my little button. And then he kind of does the, oh, oh. Oh, wait, we need to get off as the doors are closing and the door is like five inches away. And I just stood there. I didn't close. I'm not reaching my hand out to stop. No, you had your chance. Now you're riding with me. Now you get the privilege of riding with me. What, Chris? Anyway, I don't feel like I was rude. I don't I'm not. Look, how long do I have to give you? What is the time? You have two or three seconds, in my opinion, to make a move towards the door. At least act like you're going towards the door. And then pow, that ship has sailed. All right, enough of that. Let's talk about something. And I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on it because it's something we talk about all the time. And it's one of those things that's it's very frustrating for me because I can't do anything about it and you can't do anything about it. And it's not just that we can't do anything about it. Nobody wants to do anything about it. The debt. I just brought it up. I know because there hasn't ever been a debt crisis in your life or my life I know it's easy to think that will go on forever, but that's not how the history of the world works. And this crisis is, I'll be honest with you, it's coming much faster than even I thought it was going to come. Remember this. This this is a benchmark you need to keep in mind. We not only acquire debt as a nation, we pay interest on the debt. Obviously, like anyone else, just like you paying a car loan or a mortgage or something like that. We pay interest on the debt. Are right, you with me? When your debt gets to where we are now, the $34 trillion realm, the interest payments we have to make on the debt, they obviously go up. As the principal goes up, you know, when you go from $20 trillion to $30 trillion, the principal goes up, so your payments are going up. Then you get to a place where the interest rate is going up as well. But even if the interest rate remained the same, we would still be in a critical situation here. Only so much money comes in to the federal government. When you get to a place as a nation where you can no longer afford to pay the interest on the debt... remember. Interest-only loans are ridiculous anyway. You always want to be paying a portion of the principal. So even that that's the goal is embarrassing. But once you get to a place as a nation where you can't afford to make the interest payments, then what happens is your fiscal policy in your country, it's about to get a rude awakening, Jack, because your credit rating is going to go down and other nations who finance our debt are going to look at it as being less reliable, no different than somebody with a bad credit score, why he pays a higher interest rate. America has always paid those bills. When that bill comes due, when we can't afford to pay the interest anymore, everything changes in this country. Everything. It will be a change, not for the better, in your way of life, in my way of life, that we will never come back from, ever. It will be, there's no chance it can be overcome. We have added we added three trillion in three, or, I'm sorry, we added one trillion in three months. That was earlier this year. And everyone looked around, staggered, floored. How could this? Oh my goodness, how could it possibly happen? In the month of September alone, we added 600 billion dollars in one month. You see, debt crises. Is that how you say that? Crises? 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 That's stupid. Crises? Did you make that up, Chris? I'm not saying it that way. Debt crises is what I'm going to say from now on. What, Chris? I can say whatever I want. Debt crises. I Good call, Michael. Then we sound Latin. That's what we're doing. We're speaking Latin here on the show. Debt crises. Um, They change a nation forever. Forever. And the reason I'm not going to spend so long on this is none of these people, not Democrats, not Republicans, none of them are acting like this crisis, this crisis eye is almost here, but it's at our doorstep. I'm not so sure. We're not going to experience it within a year. It's that close. It's right here in no one cares. No one ca- in fact, they're out there bragging about GDP growth. This was the director of the National Economic Council from today bragging about good GDP numbers. Are
1: you longer worried about a recession in the near term?
2: So I think the data in recent months uh, has all pointed in the same direction, which is that we are seeing strong ongoing growth With inflation coming down, we're seeing unemployment staying below 4% 20 months in a row now with inflation coming down. And so those uh, data, which have been sustained now uh, for a relatively long period of time, suggest that there's ongoing resilience there.
4: GDP growth and unemployment rates? That is the equivalent to bragging about the chandeliers in the Titanic as she goes underneath the waves. The national debt and the crisis. <laughs> what? The crisis that is going to come with it. It encompasses everything. Nothing else matters if the fiscal system comes apart on us. Nothing else matters. And yet, all day long, we actually have C-SPAN on. I know we're losers. We have C-SPAN on here in the studio, and I'm following the news all day, and you're following the news all day. Do you know what I've heard and seen all day from both sides? Republicans, Democrats, all of them. Is, uh, hey guys, we're, who are we going to fund here? How much should we fund these guys? How much should we send Ukraine? Oh wait, Israel needs a lot of money too. They need money. Oh hold on, let's debate this new energy bill. We need a new water bill. Let's pass bills here and bills there. Just money, money, money. Who needs more money? We have all the money in the world. You can have some and you can have some. Acting like, acting like this debt crisis isn't here. I, I've never seen anything like this suicidal. I, I, you haven't heard me this amped up since the beginning of COVID when they were announcing lockdowns on day one, and there's a reason. And once again, no one else is is concerned but me. And about a year or two from now, everyone will be all, man, I thought Jesse was being over the top. I wish I'd have listened, just like they did after COVID. Money? For who? What money? It's gone. And you know what? There's another reason why. There's a reason why. And it's not just the lack of patriotism in these people. I'll explain what that reason is in just a moment. He doesn't care if you believe him. But he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday reminding you, you can email the show jesse at com. jesse at show.com. Okay, so... The debt freight train is coming. $600 billion added to the debt in a month. One month. It's coming. And it's coming soon. And no Republican, no Democrat, none of them seem to care. It's passing bills for here. Ukraine needs money. Wait, Israel needs money. Uh, money for these guys. What? Well, we'll send some to Yemen. Uh, let's send some here. Oh, we'll send some here. Uh, th- acting like it's... Acting like the treasury's full, acting like this crisis, this crisis, I is not coming. And yes, part of the reason is we have a real lack of patriotism in the people who represent this country. But there's another part of it. There's another reason, and this one at least is more understandable. But it's 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 very very true. It doesn't make what's happening any less horrific. But here's another reason this happens. I want you I want you to picture this. Pause for pause on all this political talk for a moment. I want you to picture this. There is a gigantic. Gigantic. Think about have you ever seen a Walmart super center or like a big Costco? We're talking a place that size. Okay, you, you have it pictured in your head. Now I want you to, in your head, I want you to make that place the funnest place on earth, as if there's no cost at all. If you're a dude, I can. I already know what you're what you're building right now. There's a gun range with every gun you can shoot. There's go karts, maybe some arcade games. There's the best food. You can get a steak and pizza here. There's there's nothing you can't do in this place. If you're if you're a lady, hey, look, we'll probably have a gun range in there for you too. But uh, we're talking the highest end shops, free of charge. Whatever you happen to love, home decor, everything you love. And here's the deal with this building that's the funnest building ever, this gigantic building that's the funnest building ever. You, you're in line to get into this building. And the line's really long. You're the 200th person in line. And they're letting one person in at a time. And the people get into the building, and they go have the time of their lives, free of charge, do whatever you want. Whatever you want, the greatest building ever. And you have stood there in line for nine years as this person goes in and this person goes in and this person goes in. And once their time's done, they leave and they come out and say, oh, I was the best. Oh, my gosh. And not only that, they gave me all this stuff to keep looking, all the jewelry and the cash. I've got, all the, I got a brand-new gun collection. Oh, you're going to love it. Oh, and you go have the time of your life. And for nine years, you've watched 200 people go into this building. And finally, it's your turn. They call your number. You walk up, open up the door, and they stop you as you're walking in. And they say, ooh, hey, sorry. Uh, Things have changed. We haven't been uh, monitoring our finances very well. So actually... We just need you to kind of clean everything up now. You see, there's you see the gun range over there. Look at all that empty brass. You got to go clean up all that empty brass. Uh, you see the shops where the ladies have been buying shoes and all that other stuff. That shop is filthy, dirty, and the bathrooms disgusting. No, no, you don't get to shop there. We need you to clean that bathroom right away. Uh, someone clogged the toilet in the back. It, essentially, I'm sorry, but you never get to use any of our facilities here. You have to spend all of your time in the building cleaning everything up. How disappointing would that be? That is exactly what you see with Democrats and Republicans, both in Congress, in the House, Senate, and in the presidency right now when it comes to this debt crisis. That's what you're looking at. You see these people, they dream of being congressmen and senators and presidents. And why do they dream of doing that? Because of all the prestige that comes with it. And let's be honest with you, as soon as you get in there, what do you have? What do they hand you when you walk in? They hand you a checkbook. Uh, Chris, Michael, I know you guys probably don't know what that is, but that was a book. No, listen to me, guys. It's a book, and there were checks. I know you. Chris said, oh my gosh. Jewish producer Chris just said he's written three in in his lifetime. That's embarrassing. Anyway. There's a book of checks you see, and you you know what? It doesn't even matter. But these people, they dream of getting to Congress and president. And what do they want? They want that checkbook that's backed by the American taxpayer. Why? Because as soon as you walk in and you get that checkbook that's backed by the American taxpayer – I mean, how much fun would that be? Oh, hey, Bob, come over here. I got a big fatty check for you. Oh, here's one for you. Hey, there's one for you. Oh, there's one for you. Checks for you and checks for you and checks for you. And nobody, no man, no woman, no Republican, no Democrat, none of them want to be the guy that says, oh, my gosh, we have zeroed out the checking account. Put the checkbook away. Checkbook is gone. They've watched Every other person spend us into this place. And now they all just think they get to do that too. Nobody wants to be the guy who cleans up after the great party. And yet, in the interest of saving the United States of America as it's currently formed, for you, me, our children, grandchildren, we must fill up Congress and the presidency with people who are ready to clean up. Because the party... Is over. And and whenever you say that, you inevitably will get people who have issues they care so much about, and oftentimes they're great issues. But it doesn't matter what you want to spend money on. It doesn't matter what I want to spend. You know what I would spend money on, to be honest with you right now? Here's what I really, really want, and this pains me to say, but I really want a completely new Navy. A, A Navy, a strong Navy is critical to our national security. It's everything, really. If you have a strong Navy, you frankly don't even need much of an army when you have a strong Navy. And our Navy's really, really old. And so if I had my way, it would be all brand new. Super technology, the best. But guess what? There's no money for that either. Whatever your thing is, Jesse, I want to send money to Israel. There's no money. There's no money for my carrier, for my aircraft carrier group. There's no money for Israel. There's no money for Ukraine. There's no money left. The debt crisis is here like a freight train. It's almost here. And nobody wants to be the guy who says the checkbook goes away. And that's what's dooming us now. Nobody. Republicans and Democrats. Trillion dollar bill after trillion dollar bill. Under Biden, under Trump, under Obama, under Bush. All of them. They all do it. Disgusting. All of them. All right. Let's talk about something good for a minute, in the very least. Let's talk about a good company that you have supported. And actually, I'm not even going to tell you tonight to switch to Pure Talk. I'm not. Uh, you already know about Pure Talk. You know what the deal is. The all-American mobile company CEO is a veteran. You already know about the money savings and the coverage. But you also have known that they have been on a mission. They wanted to eliminate $10 million in veter- veterans debt by Veterans Day and i talked to the pure talk guys about it you have blown them away blown them away by how much you care right you when you when you start on a mission like that you never know how much people are going to actually give a crap you've lit up their phone lines switching to pure talk just to support veterans so i just want to say thank you that's it look if you haven't yet and you want to you can pick up your phone and dial pound 250 And say, Jesse Kelly, that's how you switch. But more than anything, thank you. Two more hours after this.
0: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.